Hi, I'm Senshu, one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan offers his wisdom tirelessly with complete love and devotion. If you value these teachings, Sokuzan, the mandala of Sokukoji, please consider donating at sokukoji.org. Thank you. This evening's Dharma talk is titled, Belief is a Wall. I'll talk a little bit about that and then we can see some questions and hopefully, possibly even answer some questions. When we believe something, or when we know something, different kinds of things happen in consciousness. And there's nothing wrong with believing something. I'm not saying that you wouldn't believe we're uh, laying in bed and it's all the shades are drawn and someone comes and tells you that it's raining outside. Why wouldn't you believe it? Oh, we would. So that area of belief is not what I'm particularly referring to. What I'm referring to is when we believe something is true without really examining it ourselves. We believe something is true without going into that deeply. So the belief, instead of becoming something is true because we believe it, something is true because we are actually ignoring it, using the belief to not look more deeply into whatever it is. Just believing you're mad. When you're mad about something, you believe you're mad. And this is a big, big misunderstanding. If you think you're actually mad, you can live the rest of your life. Most of the world, billions of people are living under this understanding. And there are very few. There's no way I could count them, but they're, from what I've seen after having been around for 80 plus years, people are controlled by their beliefs and people are controlled by other people who can get people to believe certain things without examining them. But people will often say, well, trust me. Don't trust anybody. Don't trust me. Don't trust anybody. I'm not saying, of course, that you shouldn't get some help from somebody, have someone who's a mentor. Perhaps you even have a, a counselor or a therapist that you're working with. Perhaps you have a meditation instructor or teacher. You could give them the benefit of the doubt since you're listening to them, asking them questions, or getting their help, then of course. So don't misunderstand. I'm not saying shut the whole thing out because then we're going to disbelief. Don't believe, it's a wall. Don't disbelieve. It's a, those are positions that the mind will take up in order to not look into the darkness, into the unknown. I'm encouraging you here to look into the unknown. You don't have to believe in Buddhism. You don't have to believe me. You don't have to be thwarted or controlled by belief in it. Anything. Belief is something you think is true that you have not looked at closely. If you see what it is, if you really see what it is, you'll know what it is, what it is. You don't have to believe it. Don't believe. Don't disbelieve. Don't ignore, which is another form of belief, you could say, that something is not worth looking at or you don't have time for that. You can just come to a conclusion about it. It's good enough. That'll work. This whole thing is run by, fueled by, 
passion, aggression, and ignorance, hope and fear, hope for something better, fear of something worse. Those, you can't have hope without fear. You can't have fear without hope. Those are, are not the same, but they are not as different as they sometimes look, just like good and evil, just like Buddhas and sentient beings or awakening and confusion. You will not awaken if you keep looking away for the, from the confusion for some kind of experience of awakening. This is just utter bullshit. And again, don't believe me. You find out. I can be dead next week, next month. So can you. Nothing lasts. Everything that looks like something, everything that is pro produced or arisen is impermanent and goes away. But who you actually are, your fundamental identity, has not arisen, so therefore it cannot disappear. Don't believe that. Don't even repeat it. Please don't teach anybody that unless you see it yourself. And then don't teach anybody that unless they invite you, ask you, give you permission like this, help me. And if they do that, then I would even still be hesitant to make sure that you can see if the person is trying to look like a student rather than actually be a student. I have students who are trying to look like students. They are not students. They're trying to be. What do I do? Help them as much as they will let me. But quite often people, there are people who live right here that don't talk to me very much. And there's some people that uh, live right here that talk to me a lot, but don't listen to what I'm saying. Should they? I don't know. Should they? Don't believe anything. I wouldn't believe that. Don't believe it. Don't disbelieve it. Don't ignore it. The title for this talk came to me, what, five minutes before I walked in here? I don't know what to talk about. Quite often I'll come in here and say, ask me some questions. What's that other part? Ask me no questions. I'll tell you no lies. It's some kind of a toilet plunger there. Very, it's very difficult to see in the mind stream to actually see accurately if you actually are believing something. Because if you do, then it shows up as an opinion. Because we, what, this, if that's true, and then this is true, and that, and that, that's coming, then this must be true over here. And what is that? Just, it's just conventional logic. And it works to a point. Logic is wonderful to a point. Reason is uh, logical and, and reasonable to a point. Even believing in Buddhism or believing in the words of the Buddha, don't believe anything. Consider it. It's a little bit different. You listen. The Buddha said, life is suffering. You don't have to believe that. Just stop blocking it out. Just receive whatever shows up. Receive the discomfort without covering it up with who caused it, why it shouldn't be here, what I can do about it, what, some, who, what somebody else could do about it. I'm not saying that things can't, you can't get out of the, of the hailstorm. Of course, there are, relative truth still operates quite intensely all the time. You're, you don't need my permission to get out of the hailstorm. You don't, you, don't, you, can't, you don't have to stay there in a hailstorm and say, I don't believe that's hailing on me. I'm not trying to be ridiculous about it.
If you don't grasp passion, greed, wanting control, and if you don't reject anger, violence, hatred, you don't do any of that. Well, it's good if you don't do that. But you probably are going to have to look at that to see where it comes from, how it is fueled. Because if you're not willing to do that, then you will not see how to work fundamentally in a, you could say, healthy, sane, uplifted, respectful way. You have to respect the confusion in order to work with it. You have to respect it. And where do you respect it at? If you can't respect it here, you're not going to respect it out there. You'll blame everybody for how you feel one way or another. Is that wrong? It's a misunderstanding. I wouldn't necessarily call it wrong because we're just doing the best we can. Even those who are blaming others, those are whatever. If you go into the politics of it, it's outrageously misunderstood. There's so much war going on. People murdering other people because the only way they can get rid of their suffering is to put it in an AK-47 and shoot a bunch of helpless people. The more helpless, the better. And there's the other people that want to support those weapons. And it's just, politics are just nauseating after a while. And even the people who are very kind, very good, very uplifted, have very good um, ability, ability to march in parades and protest. And I'm not saying that's incorrect. Maybe we all should be doing that. But if you're protesting, agreeing with something or disagreeing with something without really knowing what this is, what the fundamental problem is, then you'll just add to the confusion because it is circular. War, don't go to war, don't go to peace. I say, don't do anything. You, go, you take any position on anything, you create its opposite and you reinforce its opposite. If it's not obvious, maybe you should face the wall for a few more years. Look somewhere where nothing is happening. Face the wall, sit down, face the carpeting. Face your computer screen and shut it off. I once had a dream a long time ago, many, many years ago, where when uh, Trunk Rinpoche was still alive, where I had a dream where I was watching a, a TV screen where it was, where it had been turned off. This is in the old days when you actually had it off and on switch. And uh, I'm watching it and it's just a fuzz on the screen the way it used to be um, 30, 40 years ago or more. And I had a dream that he came up beside of me, Rinpoche did, and shut it off. He didn't even want me to watch the static. So at least I got a little bit of help from him there. Don't buy it. Don't sell it. Don't ignore it. Don't, 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 don't. There's a lot of don'ts in there. It's via negativa. You can't do it by just being wholesome and positive because by doing that, you're covering up all the negativity. I don't care how kind, what a wonderful grin you have or how sweet you are to your neighbors or to your children. If you're covering up the difficulty, the violence, then it shows up in different ways. Irresponsible for how you feel. Whatever rises in your mind stream is your responsibility. I'm not talking about an ego that is to blame. I'm saying I'm not talking about anyone to, that is to blame. There is no blame. There's no credit. There's no blame. If you think there is, you'll rotate and you'll take swipes at others. 
claiming has to be seen with the consciousness, with the awareness. And how do you do that? You train the consciousness by sitting down, practice shikantaza. I'm not saying there aren't probably hundreds of other ways. I don't know about those. I just know about this one. And if you're here, I have permission to tell you about it. Sit down, hold still. Watch the movement in the mind because the mind that you are watching is not separate from the mind that seems to be out there in the open, 20 feet away, 100 feet away, across the ocean, across the universe. Not separate. It is fundamentally not separate. You can awaken to that. There's no guarantee. There's no promise. There's no refunds. But there's a hell of a lot of suffering for you and for others if this isn't realized. It will go on and on and on. How do I know? I don't know. I'm probably wrong. I don't mind being right or wrong. I don't mind it. So when I say don't, when I say belief is a wall, I'm not saying you, you can get rid of the belief, but you can slow down the reinforcement of it. You can just be aware that you're, you take something for granted that you've not really looked into. Like one of the biggest things that you believe in, that the belief uh, holds sway over is belief that there's somebody. When emotions arise in your mind stream, those do not arise to a person. That is a misunderstanding, one hell of a big one. And some people are willing to just take it out on their neighbor, their relatives, their children. I know I've lived with people like that who punish you for what they think you caused. And probably had a hand in it, but you didn't, you didn't do it. You didn't create these hands. You did not create this mind. You did not, you did not, you did not. Something created this. What created it? Created it. I, I can't put my finger on it from the point of view of saying it's this or it's that or it's this or it's that. There's plenty of words out there that describe the impossibility of understanding. And one of them is Pratitya Samutpada, or dependent origination. No two things anywhere. But the illusion that th there are several things uh, is uh, just that. It's an illusion that we are deluded by. If you see that it's an illusion, the picking and choosing comes to a halt. doesn't mean that you won't make what someone watching you would call a decision. I think I'm going to take a nap, or I think I'm going to eat breakfast. No, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to skip bre breakfast today. So the, the decision quality will still show up as other and like a person. Because if you think you're somebody, then you're going to think everybody else is somebody too. But one who realizes there isn't anyone, there is no longer at war with anything. You could even say they don't care what happens next. Why? There is no next. There's no next. Just looks that way. And it looks intensely like that. As Trung Purimpuche says in his sadhana, Mahamudra, vividly, vividly unreal. How can something be vividly unreal? It's like a movie. Intense. It's one that you're, you are in it. Vividly unreal in emptiness. In other words, nothing's there. Yet there's still form. Still form. And there's still time or the illusion of time. We trap that illusion in little rotating discs with, we call them hands, but they look more like uh, uh, various uh, two different sizes of samurai sword. 
or spider legs. That would be a good one to work, probably tarantulas. As you've heard me say before, use an analog watch. At least it won't you won't be sucked into the digital world without your permission. Watch things go in circles because that's what they're doing. As soon as you look at analog uh, ways of specifying time, you've lost the circularity and you start to go more and more into the concepts about it. Being able to handle concepts does not make you enlightened. It doesn't even give you a leg up. It might give you three legs down because you're trapped by the intellect. You're trapped by your thoughts. And how do they trap you? You think there's a thinker, and I don't think so. You think there's a feeler, and I don't feel that way. I'm not saying there aren't feelings. If you actually open up to this and see what this is, your feelings can get more intense. Your thoughts can get more demanding. But you will see that they are unreal and that there's no one thinking, there's no one feeling. And this is the only way compassion can really arise. Because other than that, it's just some kind of make-believe feeling you're trying to have. Trying to be compassionate for others, trying to have care about others and feel about others while ignoring this. Don't ignore this. Also, don't believe it. Don't stop the thinker. Don't stop the illusion. Don't stop the feeling. Don't, 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 don't. Just observe. Whatever arises needs to be seen. You need to see it. When you leave this, the presence of this person or this person, that speaking leaves your presence, one thing I would like you to do, if you can, is train your mind the rest of your life. Don't stop meditating until the boundary between meditation and everyday life or meditation and post-meditation, that boundary collapses and you are in samadhi all the time. That's not a state of mind. That is mind. But it's mind without any position. You don't need a position on anything. If I said you need a position, uh, so, yeah, we'll go take your pick. It's called the 10,000 things, which is an understatement, of course. You don't need anything else. The elseness isn't even true. That's, that is an, an illusion. If you see that it's an illusion, you're still on the path. You still have work to do, but you have to see it. Questions? Questions on Zoom? Go ahead, Jishi. Is everything is an illusion and is suffering an illusion as well? Yes, it is. It's an illusion. Junchu. If we think we aren't believing our thoughts, is that a belief? Yeah. Yes. Because that any position on anything uh, creates uh, an aspect of consciousness called this in the yoga chara yoga tradition the seventh or the conscious the aspect of consciousness that's curled up into a self and is paranoid it's just a way of talking about it there is no nothing's curling up into a ball anywhere consciousness always finds its own form and when i say it, its own it finds whatever it needs to continue to to be consciousness or whatever it needs to be and even the word continue doesn't work because nothing is going anywhere well, going if a thought shows up and we see that logically it doesn't make sense or we don't believe it logically but there's still some action coming out of mm -hmm. 
feeling of the thought, is that still a belief? Yes. You can't do it with logic. You can get close, especially if you're really brilliant. There are scholars everywhere that have written books on this. They're available. I've read a few of them. Probably you have too. Beat the bushes and nothing is going to come out that is awakening or clarity. You have to look at the crap. You have to look at, you have to look into the dungeon. You have to look into the depth. You have to look into the garbage pit without flinching. You have to look at it. You have to receive it. And when it comes and it gets frightening or scary, look at it anyway. The word that I rarely use, but I can use it here just situationally, is surrender. Lose the war. Lose the war against otherness. Don't try to be something against that. Or don't even try to smush them together into some kind of fancy non-duality that you just do in your head. Everything is dual. There's no two things anywhere. If we think to ourselves, I don't believe that thought, how do we look at, do we look at the thought? Do we look at the oh, all disbelief? of it. All of it. And when you're doing that, that's actually the path. There's a ground path and fruition. There's a ground to suffering. That's why we're all here. We're very discontent with something. That doesn't mean you're off uh, getting ready to end your life or anything, but it's frustrating to be a living being because the, the living being that is here now is not separate from all the living beings. Consciousness finds its own form and it finds one for 50, 60, 70 years and then you die. Or in my case, a little bit longer. But then you come back, then that consciousness comes back, not your personality. It's more complicated. It's not you, 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 We solidify ourselves into a personhood because we can't stand to not know what the hell's happening. Difficult. You need a teacher. You need someone who's, as they say, seen it, who's living it constantly without interruption. So you, the path quality, the ground is suffering. The path with, was dealing with the whole idea of belief with clamping down or releasing or and continue to return to the wall. So watch how the mind spontaneously latches onto something or rejects something else. Passion, aggression, and then returning away, distraction into something else. Oh, beautiful flowers. I wonder who did that. I bet they're a communist. No, I think they've been reading too much Sylvan Muldoon. On second thought, maybe Carlos Castaneda or Philip Kaplow. I think he was a Zen master, wasn't he? You see what I'm saying? Everything is available. Everything is available. I could sit and chatter like that all day long. Why? There isn't it. There isn't no, there's nothing here stopping anything. I don't have anything to prove. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you like, what you dislike, what, what do I care about? I want to help you see before this body mind of yours goes back into the dirt or into the fire or into the water or into the air. I want you to see what this is. If I can help you with it, that's what I'm here to do. That's what I'm here to do. Michael. Michael Bond with the projections that you just put onto the flowers. No. What's the difference between those projections being real and unreal? Same. They're both real. And unreal. They're real in that I said them. They're unreal, and then they're just they're just uh, fireflies. I get to just pick and choose whatever I want because there's no picker or chooser, unless I pick my nose, and then somebody's got to do it. So, is it the attitude in which 
those projections are received. Uh, you mean for me or for you? For anyone. Well, you're not just anyone, are you? How did you receive it? What did I just do there? Like allowing recently when I have thoughts like that and I see them happen, it can be very upsetting or frustrating. You want to call that, don't you? Awareness. The awareness is the most important part rather than upsetting or frustrating. Just include that. You can do it. You have ears. You have nose, tongue, body, mind. You have, everything you have is, is a receiver. The mind does not produce thoughts. I know it looks like it. Sorry to disappoint you. You think you think? I don't think so. There's no thinker. The thinking comes out of dependent origination. And if you realize what that is, consciousness is liberated. And you don't care if you live or die because you know that you're, you can't be stopped. You cannot come to an end because you've never started. If you think you've started, then you're going to come to an end. If you're, if you're identify, identified with this body mind that thrives on spaghetti and meatballs or whatever, then you're going to go down with this. The consciousness will go down. Consciousness is not a thing. So, as it's sometimes been said, if you die before you die, you won't have to die when you die, simply put. Heard that before? No? I saw the grin on your face. I thought maybe you might have written that. No? Okay. I like uh, um, Eric's tattoo, sooner or later, isn't that it? like that especially it doesn't point to anything just sooner or later I like that. go ahead like allowing how would one die before they die <laughs> it's dead it's dead what, what you who you thought you were the consciousness that was animating yourself uh, thought there was somebody who could get somebody somewhere lose something get ahead fall behind it's gone there's no self anymore there's no self in this contest form feeling perception concept consciousness not, it hasn't gone anywhere. It's just is not real. So from the point of view of what this is, you're, you're no longer alive. This doesn't mean you don't, you, the feelings don't arise, but there's no one that has the feeling. The feeling is dependently arisen. Pratitya Samudpada is a fancy Sanskrit word for dependent origination. And then there's all the other fancy ideas about consciousness from the Yogacara tradition, the eighth consciousness, the Alia, the seventh or the paranoid mind the sixth or the processing part of the mind, and then the first five. Uh, those are all receivers. Of course, they spit at each other now and then. More? Let's keep going. I like the questions. Michael Bowing, it just seems to me that it's an Wait, wait. It just seems yeah, to you. I know, I know I'm going to sound stupid. No, 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 I didn't say that. I just want to make sure that your, your, your preamble uh, the preamble builds up what you're about to produce. So please continue. It seems to me, go ahead. That it's based on an assumption that we know what that is. Yeah, I'll go with that. Now we do know what death is until it shows up on our uh, it called threshold. Ah, uh, so the pictures of that are on the altar of people who have, and some little animals too, who have passed away recently. And we're, what are we doing by having a 49-day bardo? Who knows what? I don't know, maybe 38 days. Maybe there is no bardo. 
I don't care. It's about intention. It's about intention. You, this is your world because you are nothing but consciousness only, even though you're appearing as a man. Go ahead. How do we not hide out from the truth? See that you're hiding. But don't come up with some kind of a strategy for not hiding. Just see that you're hiding. This is why it's necessary to have a teacher. I may be your teacher. I may not be. I don't know. I don't care. I don't need more students. I've got plenty. Probably a couple dozen. That's enough. You have to watch the consciousness that is either not hiding out or is hiding. Any position, any position, even my position of rotating my hand or one hand is down and one hand is up. And any position I take in terms of my speech or what I'm saying all comes out of one thing. So use a, use a number. And it's the one that's straight line. One thing looks like the letter I without a dot or with a dot. And that's the vow to be with all things. It won't do it for you, but without it, I don't know if you can transcend this. I don't know if you can see the truth in this world. You'll, you'll go down with their pile of flesh into the dirt, into the fire. Is that bad? Not really. It's not bad. It's not wrong. It's not incorrect. It's not further duality. What is it? Find out what it is so you can see the truth yourself. Not just say, look over here and think I see something you don't. You won't be able to see what I see. You have to see what you see. And that's why it's so spooky. It's hard to be alone. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. Change your mind. Does belief continue to be a wall if we see it? If you think you're hanging on to beliefs about things, you see that you're believing things? Yes, continue. Because there's a believer. So that's why I'm endeavoring to point you towards the belief so that you can, not so you can get rid of the belief. Because I don't care if I, I believe some things and I don't believe other things, but it's very situational. But there's no believer there. And in order to find the no believer, you have to first look at the beliefs. I believe this, I don't believe that. I think this, I don't think that. That seems to be true. That it's just a, it's just a, a, a tilt a whirl. It's just going around and around and around. And it's, it's right and it's wrong. It's right and it's wrong. It's up and it's down. It's night and it's day. It's, uh, it's, it goes from one equinox to the next. Does seeing a belief mean concluding that what's showing up as a belief? Well, that's part of it. That's a very simple situation. But it's, it's worse than that because you, if you, that's beginning to work on it from the point of view of get, trying to give up a point of view. Can't really give up a point of view because there's, there is no one. The primary illusion is that there's somebody, subjectivity, and the, other, other illusion is there's something else. It's called duality. This goes way back, way before Buddhism. We're talking about this in different places. Some places it's even recorded in the Upanishads, different places. Probably in uh, indigenous people, a lot of indigenous people, because they're so close to the dirt. Um, they haven't built castles in the sky or tried to enslave others. I don't know that for some kind of a fact, but it's something I believe. <laughs> Go ahead. 
Jesus mind. What does it mean to see the belief beyond the conclusion? To, to see that there's something believed in beyond what you've concluded about it? I'm just trying to get close to what you're asking me. Is that what you're asking me? I think so. What does he want to know? Let's go there. Do I have to go beyond concluding that something is a belief? No. Just have to see it. And then it'll take its own sweet time. If it needs to fall away, it will. If it's not time for that to fall away, it won't. When I say it's not time, um, it's out of your hands. Well, on the one hand, it's out of your hands. On the other hand, it's out of your hands. It's out of your hands. There are no hands. This is an illusion. Unreal. See him? Unreal. Present. The main issue, as far as what we're talking about here, is is the believer. But going to the, trying to stop the believer or get rid of a believer or see that there is no believer, uh, it's just uh, it's it's circular. You, you don't you can't. You don't have to, and you can't get rid of an illusion. That's why they call them illusions, because they continue to return, because they're unreal, they're illusory. But we're deluded by them. Make some sense on some level? I'm sorry to hear that. I don't help you too much. This is why it's, the spiritual path is so challenging and so difficult. Well, I don't know about other traditions, but I know about this one, that it's difficult. And it's easy for someone to just practice for 10, 20 years. And if they don't, re they do not realize that they'll just kind of conclude that this must be their realization. Don't do that. Okay. Look at it 20 years from now. You've been practicing how long? Six years? Five years. Okay. No, that's not very long. I'm not saying you couldn't realize your true nature in five years, practicing uh, as much as you do, which is quite a bit. It's very unlikely. I didn't have any clue, particularly other than conceptually, what was going on here for the first three decades of pretty intense practice. Does that mean I have a clue now? I'm clueless. I couldn't teach if I had a clue. I'd still be just looking at clues. More? Jesus in mind, what does it mean to see the believer rather than just the conclusion that there's a believer? Well, you won't see anyone. If you do, then that's the believer. So then it gets confusing because then, then you can come to the conclusion that you've just seen that there's no believer. It's not going to work. You cannot figure it out. You cannot calculate it, figure it out. Philosophers, incredibly intelligent men and women down through the centuries have tried to figure this out using logic. I can name them off, but you know, you could name them off too. But it can't be calculated or figured out. It has to be seen, not just the eyes, but eyes, nose, tongue, body, feel, mind. They don't produce anything. They just receive. If they're producing anything, 
diffusion. That doesn't mean your vocal cords will stop working, but they might it might go on pause for a few years when you realize that everything you see is, say is a lie. I saw your eyebrow move slightly. Does that mean you came to a contusion, concussion, confabulation, contortion? What was that other word? Where's, where's Chokadawa? You didn't come? Chokadawa, where are you? Should be ashamed of himself. Shouldn't he? Well, welcome. Is there a a further question? Chisho, do you have a question? If a belief is also another thought, why is this thought more special than so many other thoughts that come up when we are just aware? Bye. I'm not, I'm not sure. I, under, I follow the question, but I'm not sure what it is you're looking at to, for me to respond to. What do you want me to respond to? So, as I'm sitting facing the wall, uh, lots of thoughts come up. Yes. Um, I don't know if they're beliefs. Maybe some of them are beliefs. I don't know. Um, so my question is, in the practice then, do we look for beliefs? Do we look for thoughts that look like beliefs? No. No. That's the question. Bye. What I would say to come back around to just uh, awareness practice, shikantaza, Sit down, hold still, as you've heard me say it hundreds of times. Sit down, hold still, and watch the movement of the mind or movement in the body or movement in the musculature and nerve endings, uh, eardrums, taste, all of those. Receive, receive, receive. And whatever arises in the mind, receive it just like you're tasting something in your mouth. Receive it the same way. Don't produce. And when I say don't produce, I know you can't help it. But then you get to watch the produ production in the same way you would watch the reception. You watch what's showing up in as a reaction or an agreement or a disagreement with whatever's showing up. You just watch those. And in this way, consciousness has a possibility, a, a, a potentiality of finding its own form, which is what consciousness only. As long as there's some kind of a looking for something else, looking for something else, then it creates that circularity. And then we tie into the, the, what the Buddha's basic teaching was to start with. Life is suffering. And why? We want something else. We want something else. We have, if you get the piece of pie, you want more. <laughs> or you don't want that. You want rhubarb. You don't want cherry pie. If, you're, if your partner functions in a certain way and you don't, they don't function exactly like you th think they should, their karma is completely showing up as them. And yet you have take exceptions to how they're acting, how they talk, what they say, what they're doing. Same thing with the thought forms that come up in the mind when we're facing the wall, just receive whatever shows up, receive negative thoughts, receive positive thoughts, neutral thoughts, receive, receive, receive. Difficult. In this way, the boundary between meditation and post-meditation starts to collapse 
all the boundaries start to come apart. The boundary between yourself and others does two things. It, it becomes obvious that there isn't anything else. And it becomes obvious that everything out there is your projection. That doesn't mean it, it's suddenly wonderful and friendly. It could be more intense. You project this world. It's not out there. The out there-ness is a, a, an aspect of it. But the fundamental understanding is not separate from it. Yes. Is any thought that shows up a wall? No, thoughts are fine. It's what we do with the thought. Let's try to stop it. Try to embellish it, add to it, change it around so it's more, it's closer to what to aligns with our preconceptions about what should be, what shouldn't be. Something we can do anything with, including not look at it. This is why I don't teach, uh, even though I practiced it for many, many years and taught it, I don't t teach uh, uh, Shamatha Vipassana or Shine and Lakdom. I teach Shikantaza because then whenever you sit, if you need to do something called Shine or following the breath, you'll do it. Breath is moving. You can watch that. It's the fixation on things that tries to create some kind of a meditator person that is more clear. It's basically spiritual materialism. Trunk Rinpoche knew that when he was teaching that, that people would have to break through that at some point. He also knew that they didn't have to break through it for 10 or 20 years, at least. And he was gone by then. So now what do we have? Ong Champa. What do we have? Manke Otaku. What do we have? Other teachers that teach uh, this, the direct pointing at this, which is what he taught to me. Don't mind if I meow, do you? Uh, Susan Bowing. But Susan. Uh, Sokasan, so is it fear that keeps us from seeing what this is? Is that the problem, Bowing? You know, yes. Now, simply put, it's it's fear of what the unknown, or fear of oblivion, or fear of dot or death. It's fear. But if you find out who you are, you see that you can't die. I mean, everything can die. Your body's dying. <coughs> These plants are dying. <coughs> Especially the one call, I called Philip Kaplow, dead already. Of course, Philip Kaplow is also passed on. He's quite a good teacher, though. Three pillars of Zen. Wrote that, I think, in the 60s. So, yes, it's fear. And, and the fear can show up in different ways. Uh, if you meet someone, which we've all met someone who's extremely aggressive, and finger pointing and blaming someone else for however they feel, or, you know, various things. It isn't always that. It could be something where it's really accurate. They did uh, um, slam into your car or something because it was, they foot slipped off the brake and they ran and they were trying to park and they, so you're mad at them because they had an accident, perhaps. So, and the, and the, the anger that comes up there is 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 fear it's fear based and do we have to get rid of fear no we just have to receive the the fear so that we can look more deeply and see what is it that we're afraid of and then as we do that we say well who's actually afraid and if you find out who you are you'll see there's no one there so the fear is dependently risen fear may still arise in your mind stream but it will not find uh Freddy cat anywhere you won't find anybody who's afraid so what does it do? It hangs around, maybe tortures you for 20 minutes, 
You're afraid. You're afraid. Come on, fess up. You're afraid. Come on. Come on. You're afraid. And it can be worse than that. It can be three or four days of being afraid, but still can't find someone who's afraid. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. If you, if you have to, if you have to, and you, I'm not saying you have to, but if you if it comes up where you can't do anything about it, then just be afraid. Don't object. Don't agree. Don't look away. Don't object. Don't agree. Don't look away. Any of those kinds of grasping. Those are all grasping. Grasp. Wanting something else. Wanting something different. Be genuine. Be the shit you're trying to get rid of, at least for 20 minutes, rather than immediately putting it somewhere. So that way you get to become very acquainted with what is happening in your mind stream. Shoto bowing is a belief in a self the same thing or similar to belief in a past and future? No, it's it's just a, it's really unexamined. We just, the feeling is in my body, mind, these are my eyes, my nose. And she said, he said, they said, or whatever happened, and now I'm feeling terrible because of this or that. Well, I wasn't feeling that way until they acted this way or did this or did that. But the emotions that come up, uh, as I, I started saying this years ago, and I don't know how effective it is to help somebody, but nobody came along and poured a bucket of emotions in you. They are your, not your, the, your the ego, but your, this particular manifestation of a human being. They're, they're your, you came up, you brought this from beginning of time until the present moment. Not talking about past lives. We could talk about that if you wanted to. You don't even need that. You've been here forever. We all have. And there is no forever. There's just this always. It just changes. What is changing is just the illusion. But what this is doesn't do anything. See it yourself. See it. It's not a conclusion. Suffering may not go away. But you, you're not concerned with that. But your only concern, if you're listening to what I'm saying, uh, is the truth. What is the truth? Yes, sir. Does belief imply demand for permanence? A little bit of that. It could be that way you don't have to look at that anymore. Then you, you believe that, like if you believe in, even if you believe in Buddhism, you believe in the Buddha or chant Nam Myoho Renge Kyo forever. I'm not saying that's wrong. Maybe that's the only way you could practice. I would not go in and criticize anybody's practice, whether it was Buddhism or Christianity, Christianity or Taoism or Hinduism, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, they all have some kind of an idea about how to work with this, some kind of chemistry. A lot of it doesn't make any sense to me, but I don't know. I haven't practiced it, so I don't know. But I have practiced this. More? On the bowing, does fear actually exist? Well, it exists insofar as, uh, as any anything that arises in consciousness has an existence. It's just that it's it's unreal because it's uh, it's not only unreal uh, in the consciousness, but it's unreal from the point of view of uh, the causes and conditions. There's something will trigger it if, a, if you're running down a an alleyway and somebody's chasing you and you think they're going to hurt you and you're afraid. Then that's just dependent origination. Doesn't mean there isn't an actual person there who's actually a bad person that's that gets rid of their suffering by torturing others. There probably is. It's dependent origination, but that doesn't let you or anything off the hook. You still have to see it. 
Did I get close to what you're looking for or something else? The volume is just, is it uh, part of the illusion that, yeah. of the dream, this dream volume? Yeah, it is. She showed. As I am sitting facing the wall, uh, say some, I hear a sound. Uh, when does the process or whatever of belief start? If I'm just observing the sound, just the recognition of the sound itself is a belief, is it? But a little bit. So we're, I'm not trying to, when I say this, I'm not trying to, to get rid of all beliefs. There's lots of them that just come and go that have to do with just having hands and arms and and uh, time for lunch and and there's a bird uh, you know one of the sixteen uh, songs that a that a cardinal sings is it sixteen yeah who told us that Google Google told us that thank you Google so it's not that there isn't something there that's some kind of belief happening and that's that's uh, something that's not going to go away it doesn't need to go away nothing needs to go away you just have to see what this is and that's so and it's not an experience if it's an experience it will fade if you think you're enlightened you misunderstood if you think you're not enlightened you're probably correct <laughs> no you've actually misunderstood that because it's a to think that you would know or not know is the fuel for the self-centeredness, the ego, the narcissism of the mind. It's it's worse than that, and it's better than that. It's worse than that because it's absolute devastation to the ego. It's devastating. You can't get any help. The teacher, he, she, they, if they see you're headed that way, they are not going to bail you out. They may even kick you. But if you're not ready for that, then they may come and, and you know, pamper you or kiss you and hug you and love you and take care of you and promise you everything is going to be okay. I th probably won't do much promising. I didn't get much help from Coben. He abandoned me, or as I was concerned at the time, for years. But did he do that? No. He was my teacher. I would not be here for him. Huh? Is it helpful to look for the believer when the belief arises? Could do that. Similar to Ramana Maharshi's practice for his uh, students, uh, Atma Vichara or self inquiry. Could look to see who believing something and say, do I, what, do I believe that? Am I believing that? But st that's still path. It's not goal. It's not the fruition. The fruition, uh, nothing happens when there's fruition. There couldn't be, because if there was anything left, then you would still have some. Something happening. It's worse than that, and it's better than that. It's worse than that because it's devastating, and it can be extremely scary when you get to the edge of that uh, abyss, the edge of that dark forest. Go in anyway. Go in anyway. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Don't take a gun with you. <laughs> and it's better than that because you're liberated. What's liberated? Something that was never in prison. Complete liberation. If you're interested, perhaps I can help you. Perhaps I can't. Mahesh, I'll come back to you. Mahesh going. Um, so th there was an experiment conducted uh, where uh, psychedelics were given on the last day of uh, session. And uh, that. Which ones? Which ones? <laughs> Which ones? <laughs> what were they? Uh, 
I think it's uh, psilocybin. What is it? Psilocybin. LSD. Uh, it's Vanya Palmer's. I think he conducted some experiment in Switzerland. Uh, sorry. Muscaria. I'm gonna eat a muscaria. So I. Uh, so my question is. Uh, <laughs> my question is: uh, Is it is it a good thing to take something like that? Uh, yeah, like, don't take it. Don't take it. But when I say don't take it, don't do anything unless you have to. But if you have to do that, I'm not. I'm not against. Uh, I'm for very little, and I'm not against very much. But so I, I want to be respectful of what you're going through, what Juzan goes through, what Eric goes through, what everyone in here is going through. So I, I, not, I don't want to corral everybody into this. Sometimes people look at the situations they come here, they think this is a cult. I don't think so. Find somebody here who's obeying any orders. Nobody's obeying. Everybody agrees to follow the forms, or they don't. So when you come back to something like that, I would I would try to talk to somebody who knows a little bit about it, a little bit about that. There are therapies that deal with that. I've not taken any of them. I've done a lot of drugs, but that was many, many centuries ago when I was doing drugs. You have a particular question. Um, so according to them, when you take the psychedelics, the transformation that happened in the experimental group was far better than the control group. So. But but I'm wondering, like, our karma or, like, our karmic conditioning based on that is uh, our our spiritual evolution is based on that. So is it bypassing when you take psychedelics like this, Bowen? You know, I I can see where you where your questions comes, comes from, but I, I don't necessarily think so. But I also wouldn't promote that. Uh, but if you meet somebody who you trust and you think has a, a lot of... Uh, understanding and and their experience is something that magnetizes you in some, in some way um and they want you to take uh whatever ayahuasca or I mean, there's so many of them and and anytime you meet somebody there quite often not all the time but quite often there's quite a bit of promotion going on this is really this is a really this is it or whatever that may mean something to you but you may not have the karma that you have the karma that i have is so different uh, so completely astonishingly different than when you take something that looks like it's just like if you have a Budweiser and I have a Budweiser, and you have 15 Budweisers and I have 15 Budweisers, uh, you may get really drunk, but I may not. Now, do you follow me? I'm saying some people can't do that. And then so I would say a similar thing may apply to, uh, you know, ayahuasca or other things. Uh, the people that I've talked to that have taken ayahuasca have not only different situations every time, but difference between from one person to the next. And I'm not saying it's not helpful. It may be in some ways. Um, and there, I think uh, another one that I've heard of recently is a. Uh, I'm just going here because it's showing up. There's so many I talked to recently that that had to do with um, the. It's, it's four initials. Is it, can anybody tell me? What? DMT. Huh. DMT. Yeah. Is it DMT? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the. Uh, um, Huh? MDMA. MDMA. Okay, that's the one where people do it to party down, right? Yes. Yeah. But in this situation, you sit in front of somebody and you you don't party down. You put on a on a mask and you take this hallucinogen, basically, is my understanding of it, and you hallucinate this so that instead of just using it as a a heightened sense situation that you party down with or enjoy, uh, you use it to go inside. So am I for that or against it? I don't know. I haven't done that 
yet. I may never do it. I may, I may do it and I may not. I don't know. I don't make decisions anymore. I don't have to. It's really quite a relief. If you're struggling with a decision about anything, uh, I feel so sorry for you. <laughs> you don't have to make decisions. If you just have some, what, what's the conventional word, have some patience, you'll see exactly what you need to do next. You won't be able to help, but, but uh, never come here again. You won't be able to help, but move to the monastery immediately. That's a little bit of a contrast there, but I mean, say so you won't, if you really wait and look at what's happened, what's showing and what's going away and what's showing up and going away, then you, that will be clear to you what you need to do next and what you really don't need to convince your neighbor or your mom. I really have to do this. You, you just will do it. Mahesh, any more? Mahesh, are you there? It doesn't look like Mahesh is moving. There he is. Uh, uh, no questions. Thank you. Really? There no questions after all that? <laughs> so come on, tell me what the drug was. Yeah, uh, the, I just looked it up. It is uh, psilocybin, uh, PSI, LO. Psilocybin, mushrooms. Yeah, mushrooms. Yeah. 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 Isn't that something I'm getting ready to take? <laughs> no, actually, I, it's someone who's helping me uh, uh, do microdosing in that to help me with my uh, my skin uh, that is, feels like I have a perpetual sunburn. So I haven't done it yet, but that's something I'm ser seriously considering doing to see if I can't back off uh, the pain there. Uh, does anybody here have any experience with the microdosing of psilocybin? No, just Great. Greg Valley. Yes, Greg, I, I knew you know. I knew it. I was even going to call on you. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, it, like you say, it's different for everybody. To me, I don't take psilocybin and psychedelics as seriously as everybody else does. Uh, you know, I did when I was a young man. Now I just take psilocybin to have fun. You know, okay. and. It, you know, it's just like a nice ride. Uh, it could be that by microdosing, you'll get happy and forget about your skin condition. It could also be that you won't be able to think about anything else but your skin condition. Oh, it's yeah. Just, it's it's uh, dependently arisen, as you would say. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank, you. And I, uh, thank you very much, uh, Craig. And my uh, last time I took psilocybin has got to be... 35, 40 years ago. I don't know. I, I don't even remember. I, I, but I remember it, that it was fun. So I don't know. Anyway, I'll, I'll let you know. Or, or maybe, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Kisho. Kisho, I do have a question based off of what um, Mahesh related. So they have figured out how to measure progress on the spiritual path. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Is that a question from Mahesh? <laughs> Go ahead, mate. Speak, uh, speak to him in Sanskrit, though, so we can understand what you're saying. <laughs> uh, Boeing, I think uh, the person who told me this, they mentioned that he's also a teacher. He, they, he mentioned that uh, the ego, um, how the ego dropped and then um, uh, and some of the changes related to that, the transformation uh, uh, between the experiment and control group and uh, after eight years, one of them became a, an abbot of a temple. Also, uh, so I, I don't know the full details. I have to, there is a there is a movie on that. 
Yeah. Well, the the way I would the way I would possibly I don't know if you call it disagreeing, take a little exception. The ego does not have to drop. Ego is unreal. If you've gotten rid of your ego, then uh, you've just gotten a stronger ego. You can't get you can't get rid of an illusion. You can't. You you could you can't. So there's no. And if someone has taken this and become an abbot of the temple, that's really no. I'm the abbot of the temple. I've never taken any of that stuff. <laughs> I just snuck in the back door. <laughs> I looked really good. I had a purple robe, so that's why I'm here. So again, not to make light of that, I think I think there are probably lots of ways to work with this. I think I've, I've heard uh, stories about uh, ayahuasca also. They're quite quite astonishing the things that can happen in consciousness when some kind of a, another substance is introduced in. To it, but we don't even know what aspirin is really doing in our body, and we have scientific reports. And Chisho, uh, uh, you're a, a retired chemical engineer. What do you think about all this chemical stuff? You don't. I, I agree that it's. Uh, we don't know, don't know. especially when it comes to these uh, such, such subtle forms of <laughs> cause and effect. It's just outright impossible. In fact, I shared that article with uh, with the Sokokoji group. There was a bet taken by uh, between a philosopher and a group of scientists who said they will figure out how consciousness works. Twenty five years later, the scientists brought uh, scientists lost the bet and gave, gave a big crate of wine to the philosopher, and they took a double or nothing bet for another 25 years that they won't be able to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it can't be figured out because it's, it's not a problem. It's, it's not, a, there's nothing there to figure out. It's, it's a, the closest word uh, that, com that can, it, that comes to this in the teachings is shunyata or emptiness. It's empty of anything you think about it because a consciousness there is not, there's not thousands of consciousnesses. Uh, this this situation that we're in is is arising in consciousness. Consciousness isn't arising in us. That's like you know you're seeing, you're hearing. Uh, um, consciousness is microdosing on your mind. That's what's happening. It gives you the feeling that you're somebody. Whoop you do. I couldn't do this if I thought it was something. When I there was a time when I thought I was somebody, I was terrified of sitting in front of a group of people and being and knowing that all the thoughts going through your mind were all judging me. Is that right? Michael, are you judging me? Okay. You're judging me. Yes. How's it going? What are you coming up with? No? You don't have anything? Okay. Nothing noteworthy. Nothing noteworthy. When you get something noteworthy, I need to be the first to hear about it. <laughs> Is there a final question from anyone here before we... We uh, go off in the distance, yes, sir. Michael Bowling, if it seems like consciousness is local to a specific body, mm -hmm. how is that not a self? Well, it is. A, it is a self. It's just that it has no say so. You have, you know, of course, it is. That's why it's so damn uh, convincing. I'm here and I'm raising my arm. Raise your arm. I just raised that arm. You heard me tell you to do it. That's called a dictator. You have to be very, because if you think you're somebody, you're going to think somebody else is somebody. And when they tell you to do something, I mean, that's a simple one there, but that's how it works. We get 
the craziness on the political scene is just astonishing what people will give up in order to have a, a follow some kind of a leader. It's astonishing. There's no self, nor is there not a self. The, the polarity is what confuses us. We think that we have to get rid of the ego. No, not at all. Okay, I guess we can retaliate. No, no, not retaliate. Retire. Hi, I'm Senshu, one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan offers his wisdom tirelessly with complete love and devotion. If you value these teachings, Sokuzan, the mandala of Sokukoji, please consider donating at sokukoji.org. Thank you.